hello. Welcome to She Podcast. This is episode 356. I am your co-host, Jessica Kupferman, with me as always, the beautiful but slightly grouchy, Elsie Escobar. Woo-hoo! I do Elsie, need, like, a grouchy t-shirt. You well, know what I, mean? I have a t-shirt that says nope, and it pretty much does the job. Yeah, I have a... I, yeah. If you're feeling nopey, wearing a shirt that says nope helps quite a bit, I think. Yeah. I think Just my opinion. Be. Well, today, folks, we have a very interesting show for you today. And an issue that we need to address that we will try to address quickly and without fanfare. Let's see if we can do it, shall we? Let's start with that. Sure. We also have some other fun stuff to talk about, stuff we need you to do things you need to know about stuff that's happening in the universe and the podverse podiverse i don't know let's just get into it shall we so that we can get over it we have to get into it so that we can get out of it in to out oh my god <laughs> okay should i start dude i'm here by what is it because we have to not because Reason. That's not a good attitude, Elsie. I know it's not a good attitude. I'm just being honest. It's my podcast. It is your podcast. You can feel however you'd like. I guess we could start with Mother's Day, but why bother at this point? Okay. <laughs> so last week, one of our colleagues made a political statement on their Twitter account that both expressed his opinion about a very hot political topic, but at the same time also included in that statement that anyone who didn't agree was unacceptable, let's say. As a result, there are independent podcasters that took offense to this statement and started a petition.org to have this person removed from the Podcast Academy's Board of Governors. And then they voted and he was removed from the Board of Governors. So before we talk about this, I just want you as our audience to know that the issue that he was expressing his opinion about is important, but we don't need to talk about that issue on this show or our political opinions, although I'm sure you can guess what they are. We don't need to discuss that because this is much more to Elsie and I as a function of leadership and a failure of leadership rather than a function of politics. Because on this show, as I stated on my Twitter over the weekend, we we encourage everyone to have their own opinions, to express those opinions. We think every voice and story is important and needs to be heard. There are no exceptions to that. There are some exceptions to that. Hatred, racism, whatever. KKK. They're always, if I ever say everyone has a right to their opinion, I mean, even those people do just because we don't want to hear it, right? And it's not a nice opinion, but it's an opinion and it needs to be heard by someone, I guess. But, you know, for the most part, we believe in free speech. Free speech is important. But there's free speech and then there's leaders with free speech. And there's a reason why those things have some exceptions, which we're going to discuss today. So so when you express your political opinion, first of all, let's talk about becoming a leader. I swear I'm going to do this quickly. I swear. Let's talk about becoming a leader in any industry because there are many of you who listen to this that want to become a leader in your prospective industries or this one. Some of us fall into it by accident and some of us very purposefully and strategically position ourselves as leaders. 
and leaders can have whatever political opinions they want to have. It should be without any kind of punishment. And I think that for the most part, podcast leaders have all kinds of diverse views on all kinds of political issues without detriment to their career. But when you go the extra mile and express your disdain for people who don't agree with you, again, which you are in perfect right to do, you run the risk of ostracizing a group that you may not want to insult, whether purposefully or unintentionally. So if you work hard to become a leader, part of being a leader is acceptance of the people that you're following, regardless of what they feel about everything, which is obviously not going to agree with the things that you feel about everything, because this isn't Kamazots in the wrinkle in time. And that's just not how life works. We all agree and disagree about many things. I think it's good that you express your opinion about those things personally and on your personal accounts. But as a leader, you are susceptible to punishment when you represent a group of people that don't agree with your statements or when you represent a group of people that don't agree with your statement and you say that if they don't agree with you, then they are unacceptable. I would imagine that those people wouldn't want you to represent them anymore. And that's what happened. So... I think that there are ways of being expressive without being insulting. I think that there are ways of saying what you think about any issue, any issue, all the issues, without having to put down the people who don't agree with you, period. I challenge someone to find an instance where that's not true, where where in order to express your view, you have to put down someone in order to express yourself properly. But that's not where the leadership failure ended. It continued, unfortunately, because after this person was removed from the board of governors of the Podcast Academy, instead of opening themselves up to criticism or responsibility, this person both put another statement on their Twitter account and emailed a statement saying that the group, the Podcast Academy itself, is not capable of representing true diversity by ostracizing him from this group. Therefore, he can't endorse them anymore since they're not willing to hear his side of things and they were susceptible to some kind of misinformation campaign about him so basically, to put it shortly, the answer to we don't want you to represent us anymore was you were told the wrong thing. This is a witch hunt. You guys are wrong. I'm being persecuted instead of saying something like, OK, I'm, op you know, I'm human. I'm open to all sides. Perhaps I worded that incorrectly. Again, something a leader must do, which which I think is, and you can say yes or no, I think a leader, unless you're a political leader, I think a leader needs to lead from the middle. Unless your group is specifically leading one side of a political issue. But that's not what Elsie and I do. That's not what most of us do in podcasting. We're here to advocate for all voices. I can't stand up here and be an advocate for all voices and then say, except everyone who like spicy food because those people are assholes. <laughs> I can't. That's not right. 
I was disappointed, not just in the original statement, because it was so black or white, which, by the way, if you're an adult, nothing is nothing. You can think it is. It is not. Nothing is black and white ever. It's a very immature way of thinking, but let's move on. I also was disappointed in the response because I thought I thought this person being a true leader would recognize that perhaps their language was a bit harsh, insulting, offensive, over the top, inappropriate, but no. Instead, it was you were misguided. This is all about persecuting me. I'm out of here. Because also, I mean, and Elsie, I think you can speak to this. One thing is that when you are attacked for whatever reason, part of it is staying around to hear what the other person has to say, right? Like it's not enough that you take time to think about your actions, but also if you disappear, now you've like shut off the ability to hear the part of the people that you're supposed to be representing that don't agree with you. I mean, wouldn't you say that's like a huge part of leadership as well is when you are mistaken to sit around and listen to why? Yeah, agreed. Mind you, the way in which we do it is a little bit, it's up to us, right? Because I've been in positions where I've had to listen and sometimes it takes a few days to... Yeah, Truly here, you know, because listening isn't being reactive. Uh, The act of being able to listen to hard things being told to you or for you to learn is never, I feel, especially if we're not used to it, it's not an easy thing. I didn't start to even learn that process until I was in my late 30s of understanding that when somebody is saying some critical feedback to you, And let's say they're coming from a perspective of love, even, even the reactions to that sometimes are like, I don't want to hear this. Oh my God, it's too hard. It really is, feels like it's so much. So understanding that the listening part can take a little broader time frame. And the other thing too, and I mean, in, in all honesty, the listening part doesn't even have to happen immediately as in like, one thing you can say is, hey, I am sitting here. I am gathering all the information. I am listening. I'm going to step back. I'm not going to be actively posting or I'm not going to be engaging. I have to sit down, like sit back and and hear this from a place that feels great to me or, or that feels good or that's going to help me through this. I think that that's appropriate. It's an appropriate response because sometimes when you're dealing with feedback and please correct me if I'm wrong here, Jess, but there are some people who can actually deal with that in their everyday life. Me, I personally can't do that. Meaning when I have to process some hard teachings and I still have to feed my children and talk to my husband and work and deliver things and do all things, I can't, I can't do it all. It's too much. So I need to have that space so that I can take care of the daily and address these important things as well. 
I mean, I think that's smart in any argument, you know, and actually we're learning that in the celebrity trial that's going on with Johnny and Amber. Like in the first couple of weeks, we learned that one party needed space in order to process, cool down, whatever. And the other party got extreme stress from those actions. So like, but yeah, I do think in any situation you need a minute to breathe and think. However, I got in hot water years ago over something very stupid that I said. And my first reaction was, how dare you say these things about you? You clearly don't know me. You misunderstand. But you're the one that taught me to listen. Listen. It's not about your intention or what you said or how you feel about how this is coming back to you. But that you have to be quiet and listen to people who are upset and why. And I mean, it worked out great because I reached out to the person who said that I was being offensive and we had a lovely chat and I totally understood. And I'm not saying like, oh, everyone should be like me because it's not easy. Your first instinct is defend yourself and fuck everyone else. And, and again, Jess, I mean, you're stating the facts there and it sounds like <laughs> it sounds easy. It was two days of turmoil. Exactly. Right. That's what I'm that's <laughs> right. what I wanted to horrible. get to. It wasn't yeah, like it was one day it happened and I like emailed Jess and I was like, hey, you Jess. Know Jess. <laughs> and then she was like, oh, you know what? Correct. I will just do what she said. Like, no, yeah. it was like. <laughs> oh, no, like, it was a fucking disaster. I was very hot headed and angry. Uh, she didn't know what to do with me. She was very kind to me when I was clearly in the wrong. I don't know. You, but what you I'm were saying a good to, friend that to day. Everybody, That's all I'll say. For everybody that is listening to, it's like, again, we have to practice at having hard conversations. Like, it's not easy. And it's always reflect, like, it's always that defense. Like, it hurts. It hurts. It feels personal. Most people lash out, not from a place of wanting to hurt, deliberately hurt another good human being. A lot of people are thinking of, from a perspective of, of being a good person themselves and advocating for something they believe in. And usually that comes from a place of love, but the way in which it goes out into the world looks differently. And sometimes we have been, we are currently in a position where it's all aggro. It's everything's aggro and everything's a hot take and everything is defensive and everything is now. And it's hard to be subtle and to have conversations that are meaningful in a public forum for everybody. You know what I mean? If like, think yeah. just if think about me tweeting back at like, let's say you were super hot headed about whatever. And then I'm tweeting back at you. Hey, Jess, I'm tweeting publicly. Shut Maybe up. you should. <laughs> shut up. Yeah. And it's like, shut up, bitch. <laughs> what are you doing? But it's such a yeah. weird. That's not the forum like it would be no. like Jess hey listen let's have a conversation let's talk about this let's because it takes time to be able to do it in that position and I know when I've had difficult things come at me either personally through she podcast or Libsyn I step back I kind of try to see it at the, the bigger picture as much as possible I reach out for counsel I pause and then usually I will reach out directly to the person so that we can talk, so that we can really talk about things. And when I say that, it's not about me. I want to make you feel the way that I believe you should have heard me. Like, it's not about like, my intention was not to hurt you. It's more about, I want to hear what you have to say 
the end. <laughs> you, you know, another good point to learn from this experience is this. Figure out how to express yourself without putting down other people. It is not easy, as evidenced by this conversation you're listening to right now. We don't like everyone. We don't like approve of everyone's actions or feelings or whatever. It's difficult to express your opinion when you're angry without insulting the person you're, or group that you're angry at. But it is worth the effort because otherwise... When you're mean or violent or hateful to back up your own opinion, it does not look good on you. It does not reflect well on you. It will never reflect well on you. And this is something that you can take in leadership, romance, friendship, parenting, it is always better to make your point without putting down the opposition. It is so, oh my gosh, it's so hard. You know what you were just it talking about? It is so hard. It is. I've been dealing, you know, my little, my smaller child, not smaller because she's not anymore. Younger, younger, <laughs> my youngest smaller. child, yes, <laughs> is quite a powerful little human being who has pushed and continues to push every button that I have. She's challenged me in ways that I, I never even thought it was possible to be challenged. And so I, and she's only 11. She's not even 11. She's 10 and a half. Trying to not be so reactive. Like I was trying to choke her into submission. I mean, obviously not, not choking literally. her. But not literally people. But as in like, I'm just gonna hold, I'm gonna, it's, that's what I wanted to do. I, I wanted to just go like this. You will not move. You will not, you know. And as I sat and I, and I started to do more research and kind of got to learn maybe other ways to do things. One thing that really resonated with me is that she is gonna have to, live her own life without any management, right? Someday that will be Someday true. Someday that yes. will be true. And hopefully sooner are, than we think. <laughs> there are some things around restrictions, right? And then this is something that I was thinking about a lot where, yes, there, there obviously, I do believe that you do need to have some boundaries and restrictions in things that you can and cannot do or how to behave with. And I'm, I'm talking tech here, by the way, guys, when it comes to technology and the issue around screen time, right? And how that we can actually set screen time for people so that the, that behavior doesn't happen because the screen time is taken away. But screen time can also be it doesn't teach anything because they can't manage when that screen time is not there. And being able to move into that place of understanding for themselves what that is, is really important for living. And to me, it was the same thing that happened when I was growing up where there were restrictions as in like, you can't go to people's houses. You can't ride in cars, cars with boys. You can't have sleepovers. You're not allowed to be out for longer than X amount of time. You have to be home. And so to me, those restrictions served to keep me safe. And I think my parents, mind you, this is not judgment. I'm just saying they kept me safe. And I was really in a position of like, 
You know, I was so naive and very innocent. And then when I was thrown into the mix of college, I had zero skill sets on what to even do. And I'm not talking about being bad. I happen to be a very well-behaved person, so I never got myself in trouble. But what I didn't have was this skill set to navigate parties, interpersonal communications with people, how to make friends with people, how to know what a good friend is and what a bad friend is, how to be exposed to lots of people that I had crushes on and not just dive into the one person that liked me. Like all of that stuff was not there because I never got a chance to practice while I was home with my mom and dad. Right. And so all this to say that even like the, that back and forth needs to be, it is such an important, it's an important thing. It's a skill set that we have to be able to do and use. And I'm still learning about that. And it feels like I just wish I could just with a magic wand, put the restrictions and they would just follow the rules. As a leader, that doesn't happen. No, that's crazy talk. (laughs) That doesn't happen. No, it doesn't happen. And if everybody followed the rules, why would we need a leader? Right. You need leaders because people don't follow the rules because they need someone to give them guidance. That's why we have, not us kind of leaders, but that's why we have clergy and teachers and policemen and judges and people who can give advice about things that we don't all know about. That's why there are leaders in an industry. And we would hope, right, that those folks that take on those seats that are yeah. are taking it would be willing to would be unbiased first would of be all as best as they could in terms of being unbiased but also understanding that there are going to be times when rules are set and guess yes. what some rules need to be amended yes because, because things change people's behavior changes it's no longer applicable Right. And being able to stand back and go, wow, that used to work and now it doesn't. Which brings me to the last part uh, that I think is important. And it's something I've been really thinking about. And I mean, there's a part of me now I'm so living into my middle age. I'm so excited because when you're, <laughs> you know, when you get into your like um, 15 plus, that means you, you can act, you, you have an exit. Like it's almost going to be time for me to just get out of town. Like literally there's a time when you're like, you you know, retire. Like, I mean, you know, that's closer than anything else. I mean, but I'm so what I'm saying, I'm not saying dying. I'm saying, you know, retiring age is what, what's retiring age. I mean, it's meant to be 55, but that's okay. Right. Okay. But I know it's not, but think about that. 55 is supposed to be retiring age. In a perfect world, not my world, that's five years away. Yeah. But my kids and people who are starting out are just getting into decades of having to be in the world. Whereas we're getting to a point, or at least I am, where I'm looking forward to stepping out of this, all this crap that's happening because it's become so nuts now. Meaning we have social media to take care of. Now you cannot be a leader quietly anymore. Anything you say could be essentially used against you. People can take screenshots of DMs that you send somebody. People can capture your tweets, your Facebook posts, your emails, and have them be sent to organizations or people who are reporting on you. People 
can do all of these things now. It's part of society that wasn't there before. Could you yeah. imagine that, Jess? Before it was like finding maybe a little note you wrote or like, oh, they found some letters they were writing back and forth to one another. But now people can look at the Waveback machine and find things that you wrote. And I can't believe so there's all of this stuff that we never had to deal with. Yeah. And and so we need to behave in a different way. And unfortunately, that's not like, a bad think, thing. Well, no, it's not a bad. But what I'm saying is like there are some things now that you can't just get online and just say whatever you want. Yes. You have to be accountable for one. You have to be accountable for what you're saying, especially if you want to be a leader. Now, if you don't care, then that's fine, too. Do what you got to do. Right. But leaders are held to a different standard. And let's and, and let me just end with this. And no matter this. how you feel about anything, if you're smart, you don't want racist cops and homophobic teachers and Correct. judges in the KKK <laughs> because there's no <laughs> limit to hatred. If they hate right. one group, they could hate them all. You're fucked no matter what. Doesn't matter if you're black. If you have a racist cop, you don't know what's going to happen there. It's unpredictable. Hate is unpredictable. You don't mm -hmm. want those people to be biased in any direction, whether you think so or not. So, yeah, we don't want our leaders to be to be biased with hatred. That is the key is the hatred. You can express your views without hatred. Hopefully you feel those views without hatred, not obviously racism and homophobia, because that is hatred. But I'm saying like views about political issues that may be or may not be plaguing our world at this time. Anyway, okay, let's move on. By the way, if you want to write us about this issue, feedback at ShePodcast.com. So we have something here that I am so impressed by. Like, I think Afros and Audio, actually, the Black Podcasters Association powered by Afros and Audio, which is um, a joining of these organizations. They're putting a series of workshops together that I feel really align with what we were just talking about. And this was not planned. This was not planned, folks. So they have a series. Wow, that is, wow, that is a coincidence. Isn't that weird? Yeah, so <laughs> their, their series, they're all free, by the way. There will be links in the show notes. We suggest you check them out. Yes, they're amazing. They are called, this is the overall uh, uh, workshops being uh, presented. They're called Legal Liability Workshops for Podcasters. And they are presented by the Reporters Committee for Freedom of the Press. The first one is actually already passed by the time you are listening to this. Um, but for those of you who are here live, uh, it's happening Tuesday, May 10th at 7 p.m. Eastern. And it is really about liability and podcasting record responsibly part one it is a media law primer uh, pri a primer on basic media law rights and news gathering protections then the following i think may 23rd uh, 7 p.m it is the second part of that liability and podcasting record responsibly part two and that one is about understanding defamation and libel and the training is designed to provide information on the elements of libel and how to maximize your legal defenses when reporting how amazing is that so they're getting that stuff from the source so that's just the may ones that is like some awesome timing right there it's incredibly awesome timing. Incredibly awesome uh, timing. Then in June, um, June, they have another one 
And this is a really interesting topic, man. It is really about, it says, the title is, so you want to have a true crime podcast, a primer on investigative reporting for podcasters, part one. Uh, and it really will talk you through gathering the news safely and legally, a primer on journalists' legal rights and responsibilities that will discuss the FCC's telephone rule, the right to record, safety tips for investigative journalism, et cetera. And the second uh, part for that workshop, it's the same one about uh, true crime podcast. It's all focusing on gathering your content, access to courts and public places, and the training will focus on accessing court proceedings and records, the types of records that are publicly available, and how to access those records and helpful resources. And I'm I'm so impressed by all of this stuff. I've already registered for the May 10th one because I'm really interested in this topic. I think that this is a wonderful topic here. Again, it's all free. Link in the show notes. Um, I suggest that you attend because this is going to be quite worth your time. I think as a podcaster, things like this are going to continue to be coming up. So. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, let's see if there's anything else they need to know before we go. Oh, um, the w- um, go dartengine.com slash OSSA, O-S-S-A, help support OSSA Network. They are home to more than 1,400 unique and influential podcasters who reach over 12 million monthly listeners and represent about 5 million in advertising inventory. And they are doing some crowdfunding to help their um, platform continue to help women and non-binary and their voices. So please check that out. And we also have a really quick um, shout out to to um, the International Women's Podcast Awards. Um, yes. The entries open next Monday, the 16th of May. Um, I don't currently have a link to that, but I, maybe we will by the time this show is ready to, to go. Or if not, you can just go ahead and listen, not listen, um, follow the International Women's Podcast Awards on Twitter. It is at IW Podcast Awards. And then I'm sure that um, they will, Naomi will be posting about that there. So um, it's going to be great if you guys want to, you know, be part of the, of that organization and things like that. It would be really awesome. I think that there's another article here, which, you know, the how to get your podcast featured on Spotify. We'll have a link in the show notes about that one. Yes. Interestingly enough, it is this, I don't know. Did we talk about when pot, when, um, when Apple podcast put a, a thing out, uh, which thing to get featured, to get featured on Apple podcast. Like I wrote an article about it. Like I'll put my article that it's a complimentary article to being featured on Apple podcast that I wrote this huge thing. I'll put it in the show notes. I have to remember to do this now. If not, Melissa remind me. Um, and then you guys can know how to get featured on Apple podcast. And I actually had to, I wrote a corresponding article cause it was so in depth. Like what they require is so layered. It's crazy. And so then when I saw this podcasters from Spotify one, I was like, okay, let's see what they have to say. And I thought, oh no, am I going to have to write another article? It is just, it's essentially just submitted. Okay. (laughs) Okay. That's it. Like there's a place. Go ahead. The, The guidelines are so basic after, and I think I'm saying so basic because after reading the Apple podcast one, it's. The Apple Podcast one has like, you have to have a PSD file. It was like an escape room. <laughs> yes. You, you, you have like to like do three puzzles and, and release the princess. Yeah, absolutely. And you have to have a marketing plan 
to each one of the puzzles. I mean, it was so in-depth. And whereas this one's like, well, all genres and formats, fine, are welcome. You just can't, you, the only thing that it says is like, you can only submit it once a month and resubmit after you have two new episodes on your feed. That's essentially wow. it. That's like, okay, I can do that. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> okay. So check it out. That's in our show notes. Yeah. You have to be on Spotify. Okay. Yeah, but you should already be on Spotify. Well, you know, yes, I get it. But anyway, that was that was it. All right, my friends. Well, thank you for joining us today. I hope you've learned something. If you have any questions or feedback or comments that you'd like to make about today's episode, please send it to us, feedback at ShePodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at ShePodcasts. Please check out our membership. It is open for biz. And we want to help you with every stage of your podcast. Membership.shepodcast.com. You can also buy tickets to She Podcast Live. Ticket prices are going up end of the month. So you want to get that ticket soon. You can also make a down payment through our registration. So if you want to pay half now, half later, you certainly can go to ShePodcastLive.com. Thank you so much for listening today. We love you. Mean it. Bye.